1: This episode, episode 167, For the Love of the Game on the Believe Podcast Network is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, Combat Sports, eSports, and even golf. BetOnline Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online on your mobile device or your desktop today. Use promo code BLEAV. That's B L E A V 50. Again, promo code BLEAV50, B L E A V 50, to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online where the game starts. With that said, episode 167. For the love of the game, let's get this one. Work, work, yeah, you know I got that work. How my baby mamas leave? How my baby father's music. Yeah, made it big with go go, and I made it with that dope flow. This one right here for DC, this one right here for Polo. Team my PA palace flow, Hugo Boss new Balance flow. Here they keep a ratchet close, Intensive, to think irrational. Babe, babe. Get like eight they clapping, and we we said that wins his game. So close I can get flip Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Episode 167. For the love of the game, with yours truly ATH. Back in the studio, back behind the mic. And it's one of those bare weeks in terms of the sports calendar. Really, not a whole lot going on. We got baseball back from the all-star break, the American League won the All-Star game again. I think that's 9 straight years now. Whatever. I didn't really watch a whole lot of the All-Star festivities. Couple of things to update in terms of New York baseball as they are about to embark on a subway series, the Yankees and the Mets. The Yankees. So they get back, they had that day-night doubleheader against the Houston Astros. It did not go well. It was very illuminating. They then proceeded to take 2 of 3 from a scrappy Baltimore team, but again, it's Baltimore. The big news is is the Astros are the bugaboo of the New York Yankees, especially in Houston. The Yankees cannot hit in Houston. They can't really pitch in Houston. They don't win in Houston. The biggest thing for the Yankees down the stretch, and which is why they need to be all in, is they need to have a better record by the end of the year than the Houston Astros. So if there's a game six or a game seven in a potential championship series against the Houston Astros, it is in New York because I don't have faith for... The New York Yankees to go into Houston and win those big games. I don't I don't. There's no way that given what's transpired with the Yankees and the Astros over the last couple of years that you can have any faith in that happening. They're hitting under a buck 70 in Houston. That's not going to get it done. It's not going to get it done. I mean, the Yankees need to be all in. They they're going to need a hitter. They may need another outfielder. They're in on Andrew Benintendi even though He doesn't have his COVID shots and he wouldn't be able to play games in Toronto. Guess what? They played Toronto like three more times and they're 12 and a half games up on the second place team. I believe it's the blue Jays. So I'm not worried about Toronto. The only thing I'm worried about if I am the New York Yankees is having a better record than the Houston Astros. That's it. And they're going to need reliever help because Michael King just went down with an injury. They're going to need some reliever help. They're going to need an outfielder. Obviously, I would love for them to be in on Juan Soto. I don't think a trade like that is happening at the deadline. I know Buster Olney tweeted about it. I don't believe it. That's just the sense I get. That trade, a trade of that magnitude, gets done in the offseason. But we'll see. Yankees need deadline help. Another outfielder, because you don't want Carpenter playing the outfield all the time. As good of a hitter as he's been, he can be shaky in the outfield. And, Yeah. They need, uh, they need an extra reliever. They need an extra reliever. A starter would go a long way. You know, Castillo from the Reds would go a long way. But they definitely need another arm because the bullpen is going to take a hit. And Aroldis Chapman has been a disaster since he's come back from injury. So they can't count on him. So the Yankees definitely need another arm. I would love Castillo. If they settled for a reliever, that'd be great. I would love Andrew Benatendi. So we'll see what the Yankees do. But... It's interesting with them going into this Subway Series against the Mets that they're not scuffling a little bit, again, because they're, they've are they put such distance between themselves and the rest of the division. But you got to look over your shoulder at the Houston Astros. That's what it's all about. As for the Mets, I mean, the Mets are in a weird spot because they are 22 games over 500, but they're only a game and a half up on the Atlanta Braves. So Mets fans are like up in arms and they're going crazy. Like they're complaining about how mediocre the Mets are. The Mets aren't mediocre. Now have they hit recently? No, the lineup needs a little help and they definitely need some juice at the deadline, but like it's not a mediocre team by any stretch of the imagination. Just the Braves have been otherworldly. So we'll see what happens. It's lined up nicely for the Mets against the Yankees in the subway series in terms of the pitching matchups, because you may get Domingo or against Max Scherzer. That wouldn't be great for the New York Yankees, but yeah, Fun down the stretch they come for New York baseball, but Yankees and Mets both need help, both need to be super aggressive at the trade deadline. Donovan Mitchell trade watch, we're still at a stalemate. Don't listen to any of the reports. They don't know anything. Just be patient. If it happens, great. If it doesn't happen, not so great, but you got to be patient. I don't care that other teams are involved now. It's clear that the Knicks have the most picks, and now it's about the young players. We'll see what happens. Knicks fans, stop getting unhinged on Twitter, okay? Simmer down now. Just stop. It's not worth it. This has brought out some of the worst in New York Knicks Twitter. It's embarrassing. We need to have a little composure now, a little composure. And the latest NBA rumors, Kevin Durant to the Boston Celtics. I think Jalen Brown was offered with a future pick. And, and something else. I don't know if I'm the Celtics that I would do it. And I know Jalen Brown got all up in his feelings like, relax, dude. Like, this is the business you're in, all right? Players get traded. Players demand trades. This is what happens, all right? You were rumored to be traded for Kevin Durant, one of the 10 best players in the league. You should be flattered, okay? That just means that people around the league and your own team value a tremendous amount. So when you tweet so much hate after a trade rumor, like get out of your feelings, relax yourself. As for the actual basketball, I think Durant and Tatum are very redundant and you've seen redundancy with Tatum and Brown, but they figured it out. I'm not sure that the Celtics are that much better giving up Jalen Brown, and stuff for Kevin Durant I know it's Kevin Durant like gun to my head I'd probably do it but there's a redundancy there I don't trust the point guard situation to make it all work and I know the Nets want Marcus Smart back in the deal I don't think the Celtics are going to do that so we'll see if it happens I don't know I think KD and Kyrie end up on the Nets going into the year and it just doesn't go well for them but whatever. We'll see. Anyway, because it's a slow week, might as well talk about the dumpster fire that is the Lakers. Bring back on a recurring guest, somebody I haven't spoken to in a while, to talk about the Lakers. And we gonna get to him in just a matter of moments. But Nick fans, stay calm. Stay calm. All right. So I teased it before. I am welcoming back on a recurring guest, a special recurring guest. A very difficult-to-pin-down recurring guest, might I add you. He's a major pain in the ass in terms of getting in touch with him, but uh, happy to have him here nonetheless. It's a slow time in sports, so why not talk about the dumpster fire that is the L.A. Lakers, and I can't think of anybody better to do it with than the most rational Laker fan I know, Robert Carpellas. Rob, how you holding, bro? How you doing?
0: What's going on, ATH? Doing well, man. Thank you for the intro. Yeah. Um...
1: Is it is it not true?
0: Well, I'm a hard guy to get in
1: touch. I mean, listen, I'm a busy man. You're a hard guy man. to pin down these days. You're a busy hard guy man. to
0: pin down. You know, but but I always come through in the end, you know?
1: Come through in the clutch like uh, like Kobe Bryant used to do. But Kobe Bryant yep. is no longer on this Laker team. The current state of the Lakers. 31 wins last year. 11th in the West. Not uh, too bad. Not a whole lot of moves. They made a couple of fringe moves. Juan of Anderson, Lonnie Walker, both clutch clients. LeBron is entering uh season 20. So it's basically LeBron, A.D., the Russell Westbrook situation, and a whole bunch of flyers at, at the end of the roster. So so where are you at with this Lakers situation right now? Like how your thoughts, your feelings. I think,
0: like most Laker fans right now, uh, priority one is to get rid of R- Russell Westbrook, by any means necessary. I think that one of the things that um, – it, 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 why Laker fans are so uh, frustrated with him, not necessarily per se with him. I th- think it's more management trying to sell Laker fans on – uh, not just Russell Westbrook, but this goes back for years where like Lakers will pick up, you know, somebody who especially like during the low years of, of Kobe Bryant's last few years when he was injured and they had to patch a roster together and where are Laker uh, management will throw tons of money at a big name star. And I th- what Laker fans feel like a lot of them that I speak to is, is that management is trying to convince Laker fans That, like, oh, see, look what we're doing. We're throwing money at X big player name, and we're trying to make moves, and he's a star, and yada, yada, yada. And Laker fans are like, don't insult our intelligence. Like, we knew who Russell Westbrook was before last season's debacle, before even seeing him play. When Lakers got Russell Westbrook last year, almost unanimously, every fan that I spoke to was like, I don't want him. He's not going to be – like, he's a disaster. He's, like, he's a ball hog. He's, like – He's, he doesn't make other players around him better. His his best days are behind him. And so, agenda number one is get rid of him. We don't want him. He makes the team worse. He's a, he's, he's, he's a, he's a subtraction. Uh, no matter what, you know, I, we don't care about the stats. Like, yeah, he'll have a hot quarter. He'll have a hot game or so. But... It's you almost have to like not look at the stats and watch him play to see how bad he is. Not only for this team, but probably for most teams that he plays. I can't imagine that there is a team out there that thinks that they can benefit with him out there. So that's number one. He doesn't mesh well with our guys, doesn't mesh well with LeBron or AD. And so if we can get rid of him, you know, it's like people are like, Oh, do you want Kyrie? If it means getting rid of Westbrook, yes, I will take Kyrie Irving. That, I think, is where most Laker fans' heads are at right now. Beyond that, it's tough to say because I think, as I feel, is that any team put together, if Russ is still on it and he's starting and getting major minutes,
1: it's not going to be a good thing for Lakers this year. Well, I mean, he's making $44 million. So if he's not moved, he's going to start. Like, that's the way this works. And- then it won't work. Right, then it well- won't work. I, I want to put back a little bit because – and again, I, I, I've i been a Russ defender uh, for years. Last year was tough. It was tough. I, I didn't like what I saw. But I also, like, it was just two years ago that he willed that Washington Wizards team down the stretch to be, you know, in, in eighth seed, right? Like, and you could say that, you know, eighth seed in the East, like, what's the big deal? Yeah. But like, he he pushed them down the stretch
0: the The problem with the rust trade, I think they, Russ is Yeah, go ahead. I'll just I'll say one thing real quick. That. The problem with the rust thing, yeah, it almost reminds me of like Kobe in his last few years, where it's like he doesn't uh, he doesn't know how to pivot into right. like a really good role player third fourth option. Yeah, maybe as a first option, you put him on a team and he can just go crazy and you can roll your weights like an eight in the east you have two of the who are clearly better than him. He doesn't know his role. And he even said it, after every press conference, like last year, it was always like, he never had this moment of clarity. Like, yeah, maybe I need to like, you know, look for guys more. Maybe I need to like, you know, not, you know, maybe my turn touch. maybe I'm handling the ball too much. Like, no, it was always the opposite. Yes, exactly. And since he doesn't know that I don't, I, I mean, whatever he did on the wizards or another team where it was like him and, you know, four other like, you know, plumbers, it, it doesn't matter to me you what know, the, uh, the way the Lakers roster is him being asked to be a third or fourth option or come off the bench. He's not going to, at least from what I've
1: seen, he's not going to accept it. Right. Right. And, and the biggest thing, and, and remember, as I, as I said to you and uh, a couple of our other Laker fan friends, when the trade was made, it's like, now they had no outs, right? Cause they had no other options. They boxed themselves in because all their assets went out in that trade, like KCP, Caruso was ending up, you know, leaving because of that trade. The the picks, they have no – basically, they only have two picks to trade, 2027 and 2029 because of either this trade or the Anthony Davis trade. Like, they had no oh. flexibility if it didn't work. Yes. And it yep. clearly Fireball didn't trade. work well enough. I mean, there was a small sample size where they weren't bad, but, like, that's not what you're looking for when you're paying LeBron, Davis, and Westbrook, right? Like, you're not looking Correct. for just – For just average
0: no 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 no. especially
1: after winning a title
0: right like lebron and ad is a proven formula they want a title and if you construct the right roster around them you can make it work like we've seen it so to go from that to a 2020 title and then to see all the you know the construction of the roster totally get pulled from underneath the the foundation of what the lakers built when they won the title to what it is today it's super frustrating because i agree if, if, if the Lakers roster – if the Lakers hadn't won a title with LeBron and AD, we may have just said as fans, like, you know what, maybe it just doesn't work with them. Maybe they're a little older. Maybe they're just, like, they stars that are better than them. But we've seen it. We know that it works with the right
1: pieces. And what the Lakers did to the roster in the last two years, unacceptable. Well, I mean, assuming you give Anthony Davis four months off in, in between the season uh, to get uh, – Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get – we'll get to – We'll get to him in a second, but no, they just, they have not. So so I guess, are are you willing to, you know, the whole thing was that, they were, that to trade Westbrook, even though he has one year left, the number is so big in terms of the contract that they're going to have to attach future assets. Now, given how old LeBron is, given the fact that Anthony Davis, when being tasked to be the lead dog of a team, well, it's only resulted in one you know beyond first round playoff win uh in nine years are you okay trading those future picks knowing that in a couple of years it can be really rough
0: you know what i i and i we had this conversation off you know privately but I don't
1: get the the hoarding of the picks for the Lakers at this point. Well it's not it's not hoarding because they don't have any. It's it's the small protection of LeBron's gonna retire in three years. We're not really sure Davis can lead us to anything substantial. Like we may just we may be in the lottery in three years anyway. We don't have picks. Like how are we gonna get better if we can't, you know, pick in the first round in twenty twenty seven and twenty twenty nine? I mean
0: I mean, the Lakers kind of had that problem. So to to, to your question, the Lakers caught a couple of things. Number one, Lakers kind of had that problem a few years ago. Right. And then LeBron comes. Right. And so things change. And then AD, you know, demands a trade. And the Lakers yeah, but they the were access. still,
1: okay, hold on. Yeah. But they were still able to pick Brandon Ingram, Julius Randall, who we'll get to in a second and Lonzo. Like they were still able to pick guys to give them a chance. But- Right. But at that point, they had the picks already.
0: So my point is, is that we were in the same similar situation. We didn't have anything in the future in the pipeline. We had the assets. We had those guys, Randall and Ingram and everyone else, Ian Lonzo and everyone else you mentioned. But we didn't have anything. We didn't have a whole lot of picks coming up. And we were sort of dead in the water as like this, you know, ninth or tenth seed. And then all of a sudden it was like, what are Lakers going to do? And then boom, LeBron's like, I'm coming. And then a d is like trade me to the Lakers. So what I'm saying is is that like if you I mean, you can make fun of it and say that, you know Lakers exception. Lakers have this, you know, like sort of exceptionalism, quote, you know air quote to them. But you know, it, like there's a reason for it, right? We, we We tend to figure out a way, whether it's the brand, whether it's like management making good moves, whatever it is. I don't, I mean, it's, it's like, so that's the first thing. It's like, I still think that Lakers do find ways. I'm not saying that they're, you know, that this case where, you know, the next few years when LeBron leaves or AD leaves or AD is not enough that they'll be able to figure out. But there is some stuff from the history that suggests they might be able to because they are the Lakers, right? That's number one. Number two right. is, I, like, you have LeBron and AD. You don't, to me – I, this, you know, like Jeannie Bus a few years ago, I don't I think it'd be a no-brainer. She'd give whatever she could to try to win now. If you're telling me that the Lakers thinking has changed, where it's like all of a sudden there's this team where it's like, well, we want to plan for the future and like we don't want to mortgage everything, and we don't have much to begin with. And to me, there's something else going on below the surface that is not is not maybe obvious at face value. But if you think about it, the Lakers have never never really you know, walk this walk before where they want to like protect the future, especially when you have LeBron who still had one of his best seasons last year, and it's still where you have a guy like A D who's two years removed from a monster monster season in 2020. To me, it smells of something like which is again what I told you offline, which is I think the Lakers maybe just kind of want LeBron to leave. And if they're I was about I
1: was about to ask you that question. That's where where I think they're just sick and tired of the experience.
0: A little bit. Yeah. It, it almost feels that way where they're like, you know what? We're not going to win anyways. And at the same time, we're not going to mortgage the small, the, you know, whatever future we have to try to get LeBron, whoever it is that we think we can get, which might not also work out because Kyrie or whoever, you know, is a head case yada yada. And this is their way, you know, like Jeannie had that weird cryptic tweet a few weeks ago about Kobe doing whatever he could and understanding Lakers, you know, the, the, as a priority and all that and so the co- hold on one me, second it smells like hold something on. is going LeBron. on with LeBron a little bit yeah
1: yeah the, the Kobe the revisionist history and again rest in peace Kobe Bryant I love Kobe yeah. Bryant you really love Kobe Bryant understandably slow but the revisionist history with him it's it's a little ridiculous at this point but so okay but so you bring up LeBron LeBron has you know is basically a free agent next summer What are the chances that LeBron is with the Lakers after this season?
0: You know what? It's hard. I'm torn a little bit because I think on one hand, I mean, I think he does want to play with his son. I wouldn't even be surprised if he goes back to Cleveland, who's starting to build a nice roster now, right? I mean, imagine LeBron – winning in his last year with the Cavs like that would be some some story I'm I sure that's the in the Cavs back are sick and tired of the LeBron
1: James experience
0: that too. could be too that could be too uh, but I so there's the brawny thing there's like the Cleveland thing there's a the like well it's not working out in LA thing so for those reasons yeah I think LeBron is perfectly comfortable like just you know bouncing but it's like he's kind of set up shop a little bit in LA I think he really does like being there his family's there he's got a house there in Brentwood like Does his wife and all that want to pick up again? So I don't know. I'm kind of torn. Like I think LeBron might be torn too, or on one hand he's like, I just want to be in LA and that's where I'm going to be when I retire. Um, But at the same time, for those other reasons I mentioned, I could, I could see him leaving. I think it's 50, 50. I don't think he knows yet. I think he wants to try to make it work and maybe win or be competitive again with the Lakers. But LeBron is always three steps ahead and thinking in terms of his future. And I, 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 he's still playing at a great level. So I think he's going to put himself in the best position to win and maybe try to make something happen with his son at the same time, too. And I don't think he, you know, I, I don't think he cares as much about, you know, being a Laker as much as, you know, he just he's in it he for him which, him, which, you know, all the power to him.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think he's going to be with the Lakers uh, only because it's Los Angeles. And I, I just don't see him doing the Clippers route, especially given what the Clippers have on their roster already. Like the, there's no real Avenue there. He's, he's going to be a Laker. Um, so yeah. talking about Kyrie Irving, right. Uh, And you, and you said something about the Lakers getting like a star, right. Star chasing, obviously Kyrie Irving is, is a flashy name. Um, but the reality is Kyrie Irving's a nutcase and Kyrie Irving hasn't played well in the playoffs since 2017. So, is Kyrie Irving like? And I get it because, and he's available because he's a nutcase, right? And he does have a history with LeBron. But it's like, are you that comfortable like betting your future on this?
0: Yeah, yeah, for a few reasons. Number one, I think that when Kyrie for like has a level of respect for LeBron that he probably doesn't have for KD. And so I think some of the stuff yeah, he that he did the LeBron experience. He did. He did. But that doesn't mean that if he's playing with him he won't have a level of respect that he wouldn't that he didn't, didn't seem to have for KD. Right? Like I I I think that he would right like be a little bit of that little brother like afraid of the big brother thing where it's like I'm not going to like I'm not going to flake. I'm going to be reliable. I'm going to be there. I think like LeBron will sort of LeBron carries himself in that way where as a leader, like, he expects that. Not to say, like, KD, you know, I don't, it's not like I played for the Nets and I know how KD operates, but KD doesn't have that, like, that LeBron type of, you know, aura to him where it's like, you better not mess this up. Like, you, you, if you're on my team, like, you're coming to play and we're going to battle. And so I think that for whatever reason, like, Kyrie didn't respect KD. He didn't respect the Nets. He didn't respect, like, you know, he sort of just was like, and, and the Harden situation too, I think, opened the door for KD to be like, well, for Kyrie to be like, well, things are kind of such a disaster here. I can kind of do, I, I could be a disaster as well, where I feel like on the Lakers, in a, in a good situation, maybe with a coach that he likes better or organization that he thinks is a little bit more buttoned up. I think he'll get his act together. I can't imagine that, you know, he wants to be as, as as flaky as he was when he was with the Nets. And also, at the same time, too, like, you had the COVID situation and the whole vaccine thing, and maybe you don't have some of those blockers there that, like you do with the Lakers. So I think from, like, a, you know, will Kyrie behave type of thing, I think he will. I think he'll be more reliable than he was in the past. Um, in terms of, like, on the court, does it work? Um I mean, listen, anytime you've got you've got health, if everybody's healthy, you have Kyrie, and LeBron, and then some good pieces around them, hopefully, with hopefully a few good shooters, it should work out, right? I'm not saying title, but you should be at least competitive. Um, I happen to obviously – Well, fan, except if, if you care about defense. Defensively, I was going to – right. Is, he's not exactly there as, you know, maybe some – you know, as like a, other point guards or guards in the league that – confidence stopping other guards and that's the biggest thing the Lakers have problems with last year so from a personnel standpoint what I'm getting at is there are some holes there defensively for sure he's obviously lights out offensively will it work with him and LeBron and and, you know two guys who like to you know handle the ball somewhat I mean I think LeBron and 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 you know their new coach and all that will figure it out um I'd be optimistic about it but at the same time, I'm not, um, you know, I'd like another star there that shoot. Um, and, you know, to me, not, you well, know, not, he, he's sort of like a volume shooter and he needs, and, and he needs, well, he needs, he's not, he's not a standstill shooter. So it's not like he could just like where he doesn't need the ball and he'll go to his spot and he'll knock it down. He needs to have the ball for a while off of screens, et cetera. And so a lot of guys are standing around. I could see the offense being a little bit stagnant at times with Kyrie as well. So I have some concerns offensively. Um, I'm not hundred percent sold, but I would, yeah, to answer your question, I would make the trades and make the moves I need to get them because the alternative is, you know, like I mentioned is much worse.
1: So the other trade, because it looks less and less like that is actually going to happen um, just by reading the tea leaves of what, you know, what the shape of the league looks like. The other one that may be in the pipeline uh is a reunion of your old friend Julius Randall. Uh Julius yes. Randall and maybe like Derek Rose for Russell Westbrook and the uh the two picks. How do you feel about that? The logic is I would do it. Do I play?
0: would I like I like that
1: better than the Kyrie one. Really? I mean yes. the logic yeah. for the The logic for for the Knicks is obviously Randall, the the pixie dust is off of Randall. We have Obi Toppin waiting in the wings. Um, It's basically our problem for your problem. We'll take one year of Russ's bloated contract. It'll be an expiring. Just give us the picks. You get Randall who, even though I don't like him, can at least play, right? And Derrick Rose can play. And it's kind of just, you know, it gives you guys a couple of bodies. So you like that better than the Kyrie move.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think also Randall, you forget too, Randall's a banger a little bit, right? And so and some of that stuff that the Lakers ask AD to do, I think they can lean a little bit more on Randall at times, which will put some pressure down low off of AD, which will keep him healthier. So I like it for that reason, number one. I also like it for LeBron as the point guard, to me is like, I love LeBron as, as the PG. Um, I'm, I'm fine with him bringing up Ball up the floor, looking for other guys. So if you have if you have Randall, right, then you don't have Westbrook who loves the loves the ball in his hand. You don't have Kyrie who needs
1: the ball in his hand. Oh, likes the ball in his ball. hands. It's part of the reason why the Knicks are handcuffed.
0: Well, I mean, I I think yes, but I remember I remember Randall as a slasher a lot of times, and I don't think he needs to, he doesn't need fifteen dribbles to just you know to get his shot off. or get to the lane. He's a I think a perfect fit for this Laker team. And I think he fits a lot better with, you know, with uh, of a guy who doesn't like Kyrie or Westbrook who needs the ball in his hand a lot. I rather I trust LeBron more with the ball and let uh, let 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 LeBron feed the other guys. They're missing a shooter in that equation, which I think would really open things up. But at least offensively and a little bit defensively, I think it would put the pressure off of AD. I really like Randall as a better fit. I know he's not the star name as Kyrie. I know he's not maybe as dependable in terms of, you know, going off and, and getting his quote-unquote and putting up big numbers. Um, but if you're giving me Randall at, you know, two years ago, Julius Randall, when he was tearing it up on the Knicks, um, I think it's a really good fit for this Lakers team.
1: Anthony Davis.
0: Where are you with Anthony Davis? I, I mean, I think, oh like, yeah, the injury stuff is – it's frustrating. I think one of his injuries last year, that ankle injury that he got towards the end of the year, I forget who they were playing that night, but that was kind of a fluke injury.
1: Yeah. Right? I, there's, I, so there's
0: certain injuries where it's like he just gets a rebound and then his knee goes out or his back and you're like, man, this guy can't hold up. But I think that one um, be, which was before AD had a few good games in there where he was looking really good and almost back to 100%. He had a game against the Nuggets where he went toe-to-toe with Jokic. I think that was the game before he got actually got hurt. And so my point is, is that if he stays healthy, I think Laker fans feel like he's a top 10 guy, if not better, in the league. I, I, he, he always says the right things. I think he's he's handled himself very well as a Laker. Um, well, except for getting he, himself into good condition and being available. Good, yeah, but, I mean, even some of the stuff from reading now, like he, he, he gets after it in the offseason. I know he had that thing about, like, he doesn't shoot the ball in the offseason at all or waits a few months, but that's actually, from what I heard, is pretty common. And well maybe you should change it up considering he
1: shot like twenty percent from the outside last year.
0: Yeah, but I think listen, last year he didn't have his best year. I think it's always hard when you're battling injuries and you're coming back and you're trying to stay healthy. But I think that overall Lakers are sort of like they're they're you know, they're they're foaming at the mouth of you know, A D two years ago. And we feel like if we can get that A D, we're back in business again. So we're optimistic about ad we think he's going to stay healthy he looks really good hopefully he's had a lot more rest this year than he's had you know coming off of the the bubble and then you know only a few months rest and then right back into the swing of things and so he really hasn't had a true off season yet and now he's got one and so you know at times i mean he kind of has a little bit of i will say that you know even when he is fully healthy he has a little bit of that like Paul Gasol thing in him, where Laker fans feel like he's not, you know, and maybe that's he's just sort of like saving himself a little bit so he doesn't get hurt. But he has a little bit of that like he doesn't like to get after it. He needs to get more rebounds. He needs to be more aggressive down low. Um, you know, he plays a little bit atop at the, the key at times, or it's like, why are you hanging out there? Why are you know? Why aren't you bodying guys? To, you know, you know, in the paint and all that. So. There are some times where you watch him and you're a little frustrated for that reason. But I think overall, um, Laker fans love AD. They know what he brings to the table. And they they still think, I think, I, I still
1: think he could be a top 10 guy in the league, especially if he stays healthy. Why wouldn't you offer the Nets AD for Durant? Why don't you just do it that way? Why not? It's, I mean, it's, 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 I like it.
0: I like it because of the injury thing. Like, you just don't know with AD, and he's proven enough that, like, he's not 100% always, going to you know, reliable. But, I mean, I don't know. LeBron and KD would be dynamite, but then you really have a drop-off after that. I mean, then you're just like, who the heck is on your team from there, You You can have a drop-off anyway. You
1: have a drop-off anyway. Who cares?
0: You have a drop-off. Yeah, but, I mean, I don't know. With LeBron and AD, A, it's proven, and B – it's like you know, you've got a guy with the ball at the top of the key, right? Who could shoot and he's, who's your playmaker? And then you've got your your guy down low. I don't. LeBron and KD do a lot of the same things. I'm not saying I won't take LeBron and KD. I'm not saying I would, you know, pull the trigger on that trade. Um, I, I mean, maybe the Lakers did offer. It. Who knows? It hasn't been reported. But I, I'm not. I'm not. I you got to remember, like LeBron and KD. I know you don't like the bubble example, but they looked fantastic during that time. I mean, there was like comparisons of like, is LeBron and, K- and AD better than like the Kobe Shaq years? And then like, it was a legitimate debate. That's how great they looked together, which and was so which was
1: absurd. We're, it was absurd in the moment, and it's even more it's absurd, absurd now. Yeah, but, but it's, I mean, it's not
0: that, absurd. I mean, they, I mean, I don't know. They, they blew past most teams in that playoffs. Laker fans still think, that we can get that back, and that's how good LeBron and AD, especially AD, you know, could be, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, who? how many other players could you pair with LeBron, maybe, you know, outside of, like, Giannis and Durant and maybe Jokic and, you know, three or four other guys who could be as, as good as those two? There's not that many, um, and so I think people forget that if AD is healthy.
1: Which is a big if. Uh, just call me a skeptic. So I'll let you go on this question. All right, right now, as current yeah. currently constituted, where do you have the Lakers in the pecking order of the Western Conference?
0: All right, let's let's do this. Let's go through the standings. All right, you have the standings up in front of you. I, I make do. Sure- so
1: I'll, I'll go down sure the list. Get- Are the Lakers okay. better yeah, than the? I don't want
0: to miss a team.
1: Are the Lakers better than the Phoenix Suns right now? And we're
0: saying, and we're saying obviously as like, as currently as currently constructed, right? With LeBron and AD and okay. All right. So now I got, all right, now I got you. All right. So the question now, are they better than the, no, absolutely not. No.
1: Okay. Well, we're in agreement. Memphis Grizzlies. (sighs)
0: Uh, Let's just say yes. Let's say yes. What? with Yes. I think it could be. If you have a healthy LeBron and AD, like, you, what do you mean, why? Um, it's not, I mean, the it's, Lakers it's won, a debate.
1: I think it's The, Bay, the Lakers it's won 31 games and were terrible defensively no was, last year. Yeah,
0: but no one was healthy. No one was healthy. They've got a better coach this year, all right, hopefully. We, all
1: right, we disagree Let's just, on the Grizzlies. We'll give it a yes. I, think, I think the Grizzlies will take a step back. Whatever. We disagree on the Grizzlies. Agreed. Agree. Golden State Warriors. No. Okay. Dallas Mavericks. Um, I'm gonna say yes. I think Mavs take a little bit of a step back. Yes. I I'll put them over. Mavs Mavs. take a step back, but I don't think the Lakers pass them. Utah Jazz. Yes. Because we're forecasting a Donovan Mitchell trade. Yes. Denver Nuggets. Um, no
0: Okay, Minnesota Timberwolves Especially if the Nuggets get Murray and they get a healthy back yeah. Uh, Timberwolves Um, no I think we'll Elekins. take a Uh, yes No chance well, Who knows with Zion and all that, but but No chance, fully yes.
1: healthy, no chance no. Flippers Uh, no San Antonio Spurs I think we're going to agree on this one um uh, yes. Easily, yes. yes. Sacramento yes. Kings. Yes. I'm not so sure. Portland Trailblazers. Okay. Yes. I would lean yes, but I'm not sure. Oklahoma City Thunder. Um uh, yes. I actually think the Thunder are going to be pretty good this year. Uh, Houston Rockets.
0: Uh, yes.
1: Okay. So safely, the Lakers are a playing team.
0: Is that what? Well, yeah, I think that makes sense as of right now. Then, right. I think that's a perfect way. If again, health matters, but yes, they are a playing team right now. I think that that makes perfect sense. Yeah, I don't think they're, like, bottom seller. I don't think they're, like, 11 seed or 12th seed, and they're going to – Well, they're no, never
1: going to be a seller with LeBron on the roster. Like, that's just not what's right? So, right. they're not going right. to be a seller. Now, are – But don't they're think. in trouble.
0: I mean, I'm leaning tw- – like, if you told me that the Lakers are going to be, like, a two seed in the West versus, like – or you're, like, they're going to be a 12 seed, what's more likely? I would say the 12 seed trying to be optimistic because obviously i'm a diehard fan of the team but i would lean more towards i think this season is still heading towards a disaster like if you look at their roster i went through it this morning it's worse than last year and so yeah obviously if lebron and ad can stay healthy i always think they have a shot that's why i picked them ahead of a few of those teams but i would not be shocked and i'm definitely bracing myself in the back of my head that this could be another disaster year. I I could definitely see that happening. A disaster year, which, you know, would be like, you know, same as last, similar to last year, where they win 30-some-odd games.
1: Well, I'll give the Lakers credit in this respect. At least the guys they signed in the offseason, even though they could have gotten Bruce Brown for the same amount of money as lonnie walker and bruce brown is a lot better of a player than lonnie walker but lonnie walker's a clutch client whatever it is what it is at least they took swings on younger guys with athleticism as opposed to the the old guard i don't know why they didn't try and get dante divincenzo again i guess because he's not a clutch guy but that's what happens when you hand over your franchise to a single player that has a controlling stake in a sports agency that represents NBA players, even though it's under the table, yeah. So at least you have yes. that going
0: for yep. you. Yeah, yeah. No, they. But we like the pick. The pickups are good. The pickups have been good so far, but they're not. You know, it doesn't move the needle. You know, the way that we it, it, all that much.
1: It's it's tough times in Lakerland, Rob. This was great. Thanks so much for doing it. Good luck in the in your game tonight. Try not to get into any fights with your squad. yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. I learned it from the best. Thank you, sir.
1: I'll speak to you later. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks again to recurring guest Rob Carpalis for coming on to talk about the Lakers. The fact that he really thinks that the Lakers are going to be better than Memphis, and I agree with him that Memphis is going to take a step back this year, but the Lakers be better than Memphis, that's drinking the Kool-Aid. that That's ridiculous. But anyway, good to have him back on. Interesting stuff with him. As always, that's episode 167 for the love of the game, take us out while. I my? Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Who's on my line? Who's on my line? I'm blowing up these blues, calling me. I snatch a girl if you're slipping. She's on my line like I'm fishing. I got that.